Hello, everybody out there in the Quest world for a recap of episode 19 yesterday. Hello, Virginia, Richard, George, Azdia, Gloria, Caroline, Sand, Dollar, Ray. How was everybody tonight? You guys are even ahead of me here. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And also, from way up there in Canada, we have Judy on the line. Hello, Judy. Hello, John. Hi, everybody. And I am so lucky. It's been uh, 50 degrees here today and, and lots of sunshine. So it's good to be here. Yep. Same thing here. About 50 degrees, sunshine. I don't know what to do. I'm sure you did not, John. Did you get rid of some snow? No, I, I just look at it. That's all. <laughs> Hello, Stu. Hello, Scott. And Ashley. Alrighty. And Sydney, can you hear Judy okay? Yes, Ashley says, hi, Judy. So she can hear you okay, Judy. So we're good yeah. to go. Good. Well, you sound good too. So we're we're good. Hi, Gloria. Very, very good. Thank you, Sydney. So we had a do a recap for last night. I do all the uh, screenshots, and I got to just make sure uh, I got them all lined up here, and uh, we just have to go from there, guys, right? That sounds good, John. I was a little disappointed in the, the big rock that came out last night. It turned out to be nothing. But uh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? If we think this way, just imagine those guys. That's all I can say. Hello, Kathy. For sure. Yep. You know, guys, they give it a good try. They give it a good go. They do. They work hard at it. Nothing's ever easy. But I just wish to getting towards the end now, Judy. You know what I mean? And um, right, we don't have very many episodes left of this season, and they're already going to start going up on the uh, island shortly. If they're not even there already, you know what I mean? Right. Obviously, they have started good and early this year. I'm wondering if they have started without the um, the Americans this year. Well, that's all we know is that. Um, they're digging out in the middle of the memorial, like I told you guys. Hello, Kathy the Hook. And um, you don't know how many people are up there, of just the Canadians or whatever. But people would see them if they're back in town, you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure we, we would have a, uh, a notice on that, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I don't think they could get away without not being seen. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right, let's get into the uh, supporters. I got to thank my YouTube supporters, the uh, Knights and the Captains and the Marshals and the Senechals. I got to thank uh, Caroline and Ided and Virginia and Starlene, Luke and Jeff and Curtis and Janet and Kelly and Becky and Josh and Mark and Barbara, Sand Dollar, Todd, Renee, Roxy, Jazz, Dia and Wayne, 
And also for you, Judy, I thank you for all you do and help me and you run the podcast. I thank you so much, Judy. You're so welcome, and I love it. And, uh, of course, for the professor, Daniel Spino, he's on vacation, so we'll give him a little slack uh, for the next couple of days and weeks. So enjoy yourself, professor, and enjoy the sunshine in the family. The family always comes first, Judy. You got it. And they're at Disney World today. They're lucky. I wish I was with them. Yep. And also, I want to thank Dee Dee Williamham for her input. And for people who are giving me super chats and stickers on the live shows, I stopped in and saw Dee Dee Williamham this morning. I had a doctor's appointment. And the first thing she said, John, you're up early. I said, yeah, not by choice. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. And I want to thank all my knights also. Um, you move up a couple of levels, you'll get shout outs more than the rest. And there's some perks and different levels. And please, guys, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's free. Just hit that subscribe button. And um, we go on the growing situation of the subscribers. I don't know why, Judy. It goes by views and it goes by subscribers. So I don't know. So that's what I got to say. And hit the like button if you can, please. Please, guys, do so. Yep. I want to thank my moderators, Tammy, Judy, Renee, Michelle, Daniel, Starlead, and Kathy. And our Quest Lifetime contributor, Chris Bona. When you see the number scrolling on the bottom, Judy, you'll get off. It's 1-323-813-4135. Welcome all my members from the Facebook group, where my main members are coming from. Uh, our YouTube members, and also our Twitter members. Thank you so much. And also for the anchor host, Judy, that radio site of podcast. You know, they have uh, Spotify and Google and Apple and Amazon that are listening to us, I guess, as they're exercising or whatever they're doing, or in their cars. I thank them so much. That's a lot of people listening, John. Yep. Hello, Linda. Thanks for coming in. And, of course, Renee, we got anything made or drawn, hi, Becky, or done that inspired you by Oak Island for nine years now? We don't know where we're getting to season 10, Judy. We have no idea what's going on there. No, we don't. I'm hoping for it. I kind of think there will be, but we'll find out. Yeah, they seem like they're a little be behind. We've still got a lot of things to look for, but I don't know. I have no idea. So Renee does this thing on our Facebook page that anything that you guys inspired you by Oak Island, send it in. In fact, I'm going to post three or four or five of them now for the YouTube side to see. I mean, they see them, Judy, on the Facebook Quest page. But you know how it goes. The people on YouTube sometimes don't go to Facebook, and the people on Facebook don't go to YouTube. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm one of those. Yep. So we'll see. Uh, that could be awesome, Ashley. Yeah, I hear you. So I'm going to post a couple of ones. Maybe there's some repeats, but uh, let me uh, get to that chart. And we'll go from there, Judy. Okay. Here we go. Um, Just a couple. This is from Tanya from Portugal. She did this jar inside the jar there. <laughs> That's fantastic work. It is. Again, again with Tanya. Making a cake, but uh, 
Very interesting. This is for the world to see, Judy. A lot of people don't look on Facebook. They stay on YouTube for this. So this is for the YouTubers. Right. Good. These are just the latest ones. And this, I got a tear in my eye. This is from Jana, Jana, J-A-N-A, Jana Black's five-year-old granddaughter. She said, this is, this is, was what the treasure from Oak Island looks like. And there you go. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Could you imagine, guys, oh. from a five-year-old? Thank you, Jana. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Jana Black. I thank you so much. I mean, it's a family show. Everybody watches it, like I said before. I mean, you guys got to separate the treasure hunt, and the production part of it, you guys. You know, I, I hear you with the wood. I hear you, and they hear you also. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, for sure, John. Obviously, uh, this little girl is going to like her history. Yep, yep. Who knows what she'll grow up to be. You got her. She could be just like Vanessa. Yep, yep, or Aaron. Yes, or Aaron, for sure. Yep. And then she did... Uh, Dee Dee Williamham did a drawing of me with no wrinkles for some reason. <laughs> and she does other drawings of other people like Gold Rush or stuff like that that she does for those people sometimes, whatever she likes to do. Beautiful and, work. Absolutely beautiful. Yep, and Dee Dee Williamham did this picture of uh, Rick and Marty guys out in the world. Pencil drawings. Can you imagine that, guys? I can't even write my name straight. Oh, I know. Oh, it's unbelievable. You know, just the talents that they have, you know what I mean? For sure. Maybe in my next life I'll get that lucky. Unbelievable, guys. The five-year-old took it away on me. <laughs> it usually takes a child, John. I know. I know. And here's Rob Trick. They need to look at the work of Dot to Dot in the Oak Island research. I thought they would be looking at that stuff by now. Well, Rob and everybody else out there, guess who's going to be live March 26th, Saturday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time? Michael from Dot to Dot will be with us live 7 p.m. March 26th. Alava, oh, because he's in, he's in France. There's a six or seven hour delay. We'll get him on when it's more uh, more suitable for him. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Well, that sounds good. So this is for Rob Trick, whoever he is. Michael from Dot to Dot will be live. I told him, zip up a lot of stuff. Show us all you got. Take parts of all this stuff. Because, again, people on Facebook don't go to YouTube. YouTubes don't see Facebook. So it's like a combined, like we work together, Judy, me, him, and Oliver. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And they do a great job. I'm glad they do it together. <clears throat> I see Daniel is with us. Hi, Daniel. Yep. The professor is in the house. <clears throat> So, what did you guys think of 
last night. Just a little bit before we get into Judy's synopsis. Just a ballpark figure of what did you guys think out there? Give us some ideas what you're thinking, guys. I was a little disappointed, but at least it kept going for sure. The leather really does uh, was encouraging. Yeah, the leather. And um, how does that guy know it's a leather boot? You know what I mean? From a high official. How the heck do you know something like that? You know what I mean, Judy? It's oh, like... He said it was from the shape of it, John. So I guess he knows what he's talking about. No, but he said a high official. Well, how do you put that oh. into a high official in the Army or the Navy or whatever? I, I can understand it's a piece of leather that was dyed uh, years ago or whatever once they get the dye tested. But how does he position it to making it say, sound, well, it came from a high official? That part, I shake my head. Yeah, it's. Uh, he did say that cut was for military boots, but I don't know why, how he knows how far up they are. Yeah, that part, it seems like it's a little bit more, you know, catchy for production if I see it, you know what I mean? Right, for sure. They got me so skeptical on some stuff now, what they show. You just look at everything like a microscope, you know, guys? That's about it, too. Linda, <laughs> the quality of the leather, leather yeah. I hear you. Daniel hasn't Daniel hasn't had a chance to see it yet. Alrighty. Well, we'll invite him to see our screenshots and your synopsis, and we'll uh, ruin it for him. How's that sound? Well, <laughs> yeah, Daniel, look out. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you know how the uh, the Canadians feel when they show it on a Sunday night, and we're blabbering about it all week long if they don't have the VPN and such. So that's why I always put spoilers on there, but people still call in and still people PM me. Why do you tell us now? Well, then you don't belong in this group. I've been doing that for a number of years. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, for sure. I, I don't know why people don't understand that uh, um, it shows in the U.S. on Tuesday nights and we're just not going to ignore it. Yeah, and they say it's because it's a U.S. production. That's why it's shown in the U.S. first. Even though the place is in Canada, Nova Scotia, it's a whole USA. And even though all the cameramen and a lot of people are from Canada, it's still a Kevin Burns production in the USA. Right. And we should, Canadians should be getting it first, but however, right. we're not. Right. All right, Judy, you getting ready? I'm ready. All right, let's put the story out. Let me get your picture up. Boom, boom. Daniel just asked. Oh, Daniel just asked if it was boot leather. Yes, Daniel. That's what he says it was. Alrighty, Judy, your picture's up. When your voice is ready, go ahead. I thank you very much. Thank you, John. And guys, this is episode uh, nineteen, season nine, and it's called what I thought was a strange name, "Plain to Dunfield." It's another historic morning on Oak Island. And in the Money Pit area, the team have begun the drilling of the 10-foot hole EC1. And if you remember, that means early Christmas 1. Earlier this year, water testing 
showed signs of gold and silver here, so everyone's anticipation of finding the money pit is high. As they reach 148 feet down, Gary says, I hope we go right through the vault and bring up treasure. 200 feet away, east of Shaft 10X at the wash table, Jack and Eric are sifting through spoils from hole EC1. Eric picks up a small rock that Jack says looks like a type of concrete and wonders if this could be off of the chapel vault found in 1897. They beg it for testing. Back in the money pit area, the drilling of hole EC1 continues. At 150 feet down, the hammer grab comes up and with very little wood, no metal, and lots of water. Disappointed, the team knows this means they have hit the bottom of the shaft. The drill team informs them that the drill will not go down any further. Finding an hydrate rock, which is difficult to drill through, Rick calls a stop to the drilling of EC1. Time to move on. Later that evening in the war room, the team discusses where to put down the next 10-foot shaft. Marty informs them they have time and material to drill two more holes. They decide the best site would be over the six-inch hole for F4 located in the Dunfield Dig area where they found gold last year. Believing Dunfield was unable to go deep enough because of cave-ins, they will go deeper. The shaft will be called DH-82 after Dan Hensky, who agrees to take the blame if they find nothing. The following morning, Billy and Gary are sifting through the never-before-searched Dunfield spoils. Rick arrives just as Gary picks up a large, rough piece of wood they will look at closely later. The beeper goes off and Rick digs up a piece of cut cast iron piping that will be tested. Rick then picks up a fairly large piece of old leather that could be part of a leather strap or the sole of a shoe. It will also be tested. It's a new day in the money pit area. The first hammer grab from hole DH-82 comes up from around 20 feet down. Hopes are high today for an important find. Later that afternoon, Peter, David, and Charles arrive at Dawson's print shop in Halifax with the piece of leather Rick found the day before. Leather historian Joe Landry examines the leather and says it is definitely a piece of a sole off of an old boot. He informs the guys it is oak bark tanned for preserving, and this type of tanning began around 1235. It fits the period between 1488 and 1650, and the shape tells him it is off of a military officer's boot. Could it be related 
to the heel found last year in this same area? David asks Joe if there is any more testing they could do on it, and Joe says to test it for dye as it would give them an exact date. Back at the money pit area, they are 75 feet down in shaft DH-82. The drill team informs the fellowship that the drill is going fast because they are going through loose backfill put there by Dunfield. They think they will get below 100 feet today. Gary picks up a round piece of shaped wood that could be a handle off of a tool or a trunnel, which is a wooden fastener off of a boat. Wow, a boat. A new hammer grab comes up, and Gary declares, holy crap, that's one big piece of timber. The next grab also brings up large pieces of timber, and upon examining all the pieces, the team finds they have been cut with an adze, which makes them very old. Rick wonders if these timbers are part of the original money pit, so they will be tested. Have they finally reached the vault, acorns? Yep, you guessed it. Tune in next week to find out. And in the meantime, stay safe, please. Very, very good, Judy, on your professional synopsis and voice and everything. Fantastic. Thank you, Judy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, John. What did Joe say here? Joe, if Dunfield dug a hole 100 foot wide and they said 140 foot deep, but they say it's a lot shallower, wouldn't everything in that area be backfilled? Yes. That doesn't have leave a lot of room left in the money pit. They're just going to have to go deeper, and it was in like a cone shape down to a shaft, sort of. So you've got the sides, and they're going deeper, so they're going to be going past his excavation, Joe. That's as far as they told us, Judy. Yes. And also... They've got to go deep. Yeah, they got to go deeper than Dunfield, right? Yep. And also, uh, when they talk about the backfill that's coming in, there was a little section there, but I didn't get to it, that um, it showed them actually putting the item four fill with the cobblestone and stone, stone dust inside the case on to fill it up. It showed a clip. I couldn't find it. I don't know. I'm losing my mind. Maybe I got it in there. But they refill the case on with all the fill. And then they pull the case on out. So the hole, the 10-foot hole, all the way down for 110 feet, 150 feet, is full, Julie. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So it wasn't, you know, it's not only half of Dunfield's mess. It's also half of the fill they're actually putting into the caissons because they're so close to each one, you know? Right, for sure. I don't know if anybody caught that, but... Yeah, Scott said he saw it, John. I think I remember it, too. All right, and also, I want to try to keep you updated, and I've been bothering Michael, and I thank him so much, that as they're putting these new caissons in, I want no doubt in the mind of where they're at, where they're located, how far they're going, 
So when they show us all kinds of maps soon, well, just put this in your mind. This is the latest caissons. And you'll see in front of the crane, TF1, C1, EC1. You see that, Judy? Yes, I do, John. Now, in front of C1, you'll see another circle. That's F4. You guys follow me? Yes, gotcha. Because if you go on top, you see the numbers. 0, 1 to 14, 16. You see on top, you got the 4 on top. Now on the alphabet, yeah. you go down to the F, and you cross your fingers, and right in the middle of that circle is F4. Gotcha. And the professor, is this course of action they're on being dictated by the restrictions on areas they can investigate? Maybe. I think they need to switch gears if possible. But where are they going to go? We got to go on the west side. You know, Professor, we got to be looking on the west side too. But who knows? I don't know. We got to be in the bay. They got the surveyor out in the bay. They got the uh, sonar. So we got all the bay to go yet. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly, John. And the area they're in right now, all the money pit area is open to them. Right. 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 But Laird's got to be there and check the scoops. You know what I mean? Right. He does. Hello, Starling. Thanks for coming in. You're always welcome no matter what time you come in. Don't worry about it. So this is uh, how we're going to track it. And uh, we go off of that uh, AC-13 hole where the air came out near uh, the 13 up there, way up on top. And that's all pivoted off of that because we know where that location is judy where the air came out of that cavern right yes so that's how these are positioned these that's how they're scaled <clears throat> there's a better position where it's uh dh82 so see how these three, in 30 feet, there's four cans right within that little triangle circle. Can you imagine that? Oh, yeah, that's a, well, that's a lot of dig. And imagine all the fill around there. And you look at the space in between the red circles. You got no space in the other one. There's C1, you know what I mean, guys? Right. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> and... This picture, I don't know where this picture was taken from because where they're drilling this hole that you see right there, I don't know if that was H8. I don't know if that was uh, DMT. I can't really find out. You know what I mean, Judy, where that caisson is now with the new drill over here? Right, yes. So That's yeah, confusing. Yeah, don't look at that. Just look at what we're doing presently with the TF1, C1, EC1, and DH. 82 just concentrate on that area because obviously all the rest of the areas we didn't find nothing so it doesn't really matter you know what i mean right for sure 
too fixated on the money pit. You're not a kidding. You're not a kidding. <laughs> they haven't found anything there for the next, for 235 years. But like I'm saying, like you guys, I want them to see to get something or something that was there or a vault or a section or something. Give us something out of this money pit. But again, I got to say, guys, if we think this way in nine years, I can't imagine what they're going through. You know what I mean? Right. I'm sure they'd be happy right now to to uh, find a vault, even if it's empty. Right. Just to say something was there, something was not there. Just something, you exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Jim James. Uh, this DH-82 Jim James was called F4. That was the highest, highest concentration of the gold and the silver. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. Yeah, that's what it was. So they're just changing names around, Jim. So that's why I put that uh, chart up there in the caissons. When they did the drill program, it was one name. But what they put the caissons in, they dedicate the caisson to a, a fellowship or somebody or whatever. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, yes. And Richard, leather sole came from the Dumfield spoil. So if it dates to 1492, like the heel leather, they always take the lower date that you know, guys, and Richard, you know. And I go sort of like halfway, you know, go halfway. And uh, if it's 1492, great. But they use the lowest number all the time. So just go by there. You're right on, Scott. I think the next can after this one will be right where the air was trapped in that cavity, uh, Judy. That's where I think the last can's going. Well, I hope so, because I would like to know if there is a cavity there. Well, air was trapped, and they said it could have got trapped from the flood tunnels. And um, I don't know. You don't know until you dig it out and watch each grab after they reach their level of uh, of uh, intensity, because they know how far they got to go down with the fill, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. Uh, Daniel said, I think they need to seek out these tunnels and exploring them instead of damaging them further. I know where Daniel's coming from. I think about those tunnels a lot and uh, don't want to see them ruined. Damaging what? Uh, the tunnels themselves, if they're if they're uh, digging down through those tunnels, then they're damaging them at the same time. I think all those tunnels are collapsed anyways, this old. Okay. After 230 years, maybe a section's up, a little section. But my civil engineering background says maybe a section could still be up, but with all the water and the mud and the time, I say it's all collapsed. Otherwise, the radar would show open tunnels on top of the money pit. That radar thing would show tunnels all over the place. It doesn't show no tunnels. It showed voids with the, the seismic testing. It showed voids when they did all those little explosions. But as far as showing tunnels, like a regular miner's tunnel, you know what I mean, Judy? Right, exactly. Yeah, 
I guess we're not going to find that. And that, to me, is disappointing. And that's why it's so hard to find these tunnels, because they're collapsed. So it's not going to show a long 50-foot void or a long 25-foot void because they're collapsed. They're there, but collapsed, and that's the problem. Right, and a big problem it is. Yep, yep. Because when they know there's a shaft there, they come up with wood. And if they know when they go deeper that nobody was there deeper and come up with wood, well, then how did it get past, you know, 140 feet or so? Wood just doesn't filter down through the uh, hydrate and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Right, for sure. All righty. You guys ready for some screenshots? Here we go. All righty. Daniel, those tunnels supposedly run through the island, a liberal, so, so to speak. Could be, could be, but they haven't showed us any of them with all this radar, sonar, ground penetrating, everything they're showing. They haven't shown me one. What about you, Judy? No, I haven't seen one yet. Sure would like to. I mean, they show us drawings and everything. Let me see, what am I doing here? It was actually the tunnels that drew me to the story, not the treasure. You know, the Behringer tunnels. Well, they're all collapsed. It never, it never came up to be. Yeah, the treasure shaft would be supported somehow. It would certainly have to be, yes. How would you get it out if you know it's going to be collapsed? Well, maybe they couldn't get back to it. Maybe the back door is still obvious, you know, out of the swamp or something. Who the heck knows? I don't know. Treasure doesn't even have to be here. It's supposed to maybe be on the on the west side. Right. So here's uh, Rick. Looking for this older wood. Now, we didn't get any more dates on any wood last night, I don't think. Did we, guys? No, we didn't, John. I hope we get some next week. Remember I was saying last night, you know, date the new wood, date the old wood, see what it is. So I was listening for that last night, and I really didn't hear it. No, they didn't have any dates last hmm. night for wood. And here is Dan Henske, 82. It was funny when he said, uh, well, I'll take the fault if there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was cute. He is sure in great shape for his age. Yep, and same with Dan Blankenship. Sometimes I call Dan Dave and Dave Dan. Some believe yeah. the money pit was a decoy that the professor says, yeah, just a decoy. Go look over here, and but it's over there. You know what I mean? Right, John. And if it's a big treasure, find out. yep. And if it's a big, big treasure, I'd be very shocked because the Templars or whatever will not put all their eggs in one basket. Not even the pirates would put in all their eggs in one basket. They would put it around here and there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. There's probably been stuff buried all over the island. Mm -hmm.
Okay, this is what I showed you on the plot. TF1, no goal. C1, we still got to find that gold thing that fell down on the bottom. At least we know that, guys. Right. Let's hope they do that soon. You know, they still got to maybe look in 10X because there's a lot of stuff yet to go on on this program. You know, Judy? Yes, John. I I can't see them dropping it anytime soon. No. And then again, the math, Judy, on top is 4, on the side is F, F4. That's where they're digging now, just two squares below F4 with another big 10-foot diameter. Quesana. Wow. So they're putting a lot of close spots. But this is what they're going by, by their drilling C1 cluster plan. So whatever that means, you got to go by something, Judy. You know what I mean? Yeah, they do. They, they certainly got to follow a plan. And I think they're doing it right. The professor, our friend Chris Dona, found a spot on the mainland he believes was linked to John D. Hmm. Well, I hope he finds something somewhere. I don't care where, just find something. Right, for sure. Then on the wash table, they found this sort of concrete, sort of had pebbles in it that Jack was given to him by this other surveyor, but they didn't really give us a test on that yet. They didn't bring it to the trailer that I know of, Judy. No, they didn't, John. Hopefully this coming week they will. Yeah, they didn't bring anything to the trailer as far as I know, right? No, they didn't. The only thing we really found anything out about was that piece of leather. Yeah. And here they are again for nine years, still haven't gone through the Dunfield spoils. That drives me wild. Yes, really. A lot there. So how come when they're doing this and only metal detecting, metal detecting, they're not putting this through the wash plant? I don't, I'm wondering, John, if, if they put it through the wash plant and then brought it here. I don't know. No, that's Dunfield spoils. Dunfield dumped right, it there. okay. But I'm saying, why don't they do everything the same, you know, and just scrape this all down? I mean, if they got time, I don't know, time constraints and everything, put everything through the wash plant. You know what I mean? That's a good idea. Yes. They come up with these questions. I'm sorry, guy. <laughs> More questions, John. Jimmy James. Why did not the two caissons right next to C1 not hit the chamber that was below C1 that the diver entered? Because possibly the measurements are just about eight foot, maybe. You got the caisson of C1 plus the sides. And they're always missing by inches. You know what I mean, Judy? Uh, it seems to be that way, yes. I hear you, James. They might. They might. I mean, that's a good production part of it to go through 10x uh david always wanted him to see if his dad was right down there dry it out he used to say let's dry it out dig it out go right down there that's what he said judy yes yeah he did 
And I know Dave uh, Blankenship would sure like to see them uh, finish uh, that uh, 10X, too. Right. You go down there, you can't see. The diver's just feeling around with his hands and stuff. But that's the same thing as the money pit. You know what I mean? Yes, really. You can't see where you're going ever. How or why did Dan Baggs choose the board 10X? He, uh, um, what's the thing with the wands? How he founds the cavity. He had the two pieces oh. of, uh, metal. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, I can't think of it. What's it called, Daniel? <laughs> oh, John. It's like a witching, they call it, but yeah. I can't think of the name. Thousand rods, Joe. Thank you. Divining rods, Caroline. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I went blank there. Me, did, me too. That, I didn't help you. Yeah, any, that's I? how they found uh, 10X. But yet Dan thought it was Spaniards, and Dan thought the money pit was a ruse. Nothing there. And that's why he didn't even dig a shaft there or anything. It was all on 10X. So that was his, that was his thing. But then who knows if these guys got maps, you know what I mean? Yeah, they might have things that we haven't seen yet. Right, or like Dan McGinnis, Daniel McGinnis and Smith and the rest of them. When Daniel came over from Scotland, oh, he just happened to row over, see a shining light, and start digging in a depression. What about if he had a map and he knew that was something was there? Instead of having you know, all this... John, I've often thought of that, actually. You know, why have all this coincidence? Well, he just saw a light in the woods. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me, but that's the story. But I got to look on the outside, sort of. Maybe they did have a map to go find this treasure that was on Oak Island and go from there. Could be. No, I don't think so, Connor. He didn't find nothing. He went and hit it. If he found it, he would have cashed in. That was his goal. And here they are at the Dunfield spoils. I really thought, Judy, this was done with his spoils. You know what I mean? Yes, I did, too. I was surprised when... They went back to it. Yeah. Yeah, I was very surprised. Let me see what Linda had to say here. Hold on here. Linda, season two, episode seven. David Blankenship showed Rick the Triton shaft. In that shaft was a steel plate found at 30 feet. Dave and Dan came down sick and never finished they got down to 90 feet. Why not talk and relook at this shaft? It could be, Linda. I forgot about that shaft, Linda. I did. And the professor, I do believe a decoy treasure was in the pit, just enough to keep people searching, keep them away from the main pile. I hear you, professor. But it seems Good idea, Dan. Oh, yeah. It seems to be working so far. 
you know, how do these guys do this and still with all this technology? We can't find if it's there or not. You know what I mean, Judy? Yeah, it seems. In this day and age, we should be there now. And have something straight down that deep with no air tunnels, no exits, no back door. So you're never going to retrieve it. Then it was something that wasn't supposed to be retrieved and just buried forever. You know what I mean? Yes. I hope that's not the case, but that could very well be. Connor, did Dunfield bury a lot of spoils on lot 16 and not on lot 18? I know they were on lot 16, uh, Connor, because they found a lot of coins there. I'm not sure about lot 18 because lot 16, they called it the Money Pit Hill, Laird said, something like that. Money Pit Hill or something like that. Yeah, I do remember that, yes. And then he picks up this, Daniel. I thought it was steel. I thought it was a twisted sort of players when we first saw it, Judy. Yeah, I did too, John. I was really surprised when it turned out to be leather. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, they can test the dye or isotope the dye or whatever they got to do, but I was shocked. I thought it was metal. What do I know? That's right, Caroline. Money Pit Mountain. That was it. Lot 16. Richard, he didn't he didn't uh, sift anything. He didn't metal detect anything. Dunfield. Right, Judy. Yeah. Now that none, he didn't do. He just threw it aside. I think. Yep. Maybe he would have did it later on. We'll never know. And here's all the leather pieces they've been finding throughout the uh, digs. Part of an outside of a book. Could a searcher have a, had a notebook in his pocket and dropped it while he was digging? I have no idea. You know what I mean? Like surveyors have a little book in their back pocket before all this GPS and computer stuff, uh, Judy? Right. Yeah, it could be anything like that, John. Stu Wilson, where did the Dumbfield spoils come from? The money pit. Then he used the same stuff he dug out to fill the pit back in. Something would have to been neon green for him to stop and say, hey, this might be something. You know what I mean, guys? Right. But he did keep good notes. He did keep good maps. So they know all this. That's what you need to do. So they know every location of where he put spoil piles. I got that map someplace. And it actually showed where he dumped the soil piles, uh, Judy. Okay, right, John. And like I, I don't know. Uh, he filled his hole back in, but he must have had extra dirt then that he he left to the side. Uh, who knows? Who knows? 
Daniel says Bacon did that, in my opinion. Daniel, what do you think he did? There was no foot in the boot there, Richard. Another piece of uh, leather. They think it's part of a boot or part of a book binding. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, yes. I know when uh, Joel Andrews uh, uh, really squashed it out and rubbed it down, it did look like it could be the shape of a sole of a boot. And there's the big old heel. But, of course, they got to tell us 1492. Got to be that 1492. It's Columbus's heel. Oh, my lordy <laughs> 40. <laughs> well, they found bones uh, was in H8. Two different individuals, Eastern descent, European descent at about 160 feet down on their six inch test hole. When they put the big can on H8, we came up empty. And Joe says, there's gotta be more. And here they are bringing it to Joe there at the Nova Scotia uh, place there. The Halifax, Nova Scotia. That's where his building is, Judy. Yes. Obviously, it's a print shop as well. Right. And then they must uh, they must um, put the leather on on books for people. Nova Scotia College of Art and Design. A couple of scenes ago, he showed us some of the stuff when they were pulling up. Uh, pink on wood remember it was red on the wood pink on the wood right yes here's the professor setting up the money pit as a wild goose chase then hid the vault in a different location on the island the shiny gold thing will get all the attention you got it right yeah i asked him what he thought bacon did he thinks bacon did that And then Richard said Columbus spent two years in the New World during his last voyage. Just saying. I hear you. Then they found, uh, what did they call this thing? That they uh, put it in the boat so when it swelled up with the water, it made a connection. Um, I think the uh, trunnel. That's a trunnel. Yeah, T-R-U-N-N-E-L, I think. That makes sense. You know, the spikes, the spikes, the pegs, you know what I mean? Right, yes. Looked like it could be that. Yep. yep. That's how they used them when the water soaked them up. They swelled up and bomb boomby. You can't get that out. Not sure, Linda. Leather. From a skin of an animal, can DNA be done on the shoe leather? Well, he just said about the dye he can find out. On the leather? No idea.
couple of more pegs. I'm surprised how this stuff, you know, with no bacteria, no sunlight, that this wood is still together. It's amazing. It really is. Not this wood that I'm showing you, but the stuff they're finding, you know, 120 feet deep. Uh, it just doesn't do anything, I guess. It just sits. I find it strange that a trunnel would be in that hole so far down and it's part of a boat. How did it get there? This is another piece of that old wood that they said it had to be done when it adds because it had grooves in it. But again, Judy, we got to get some dates on this wood. Then we can put it all together, you know. Right. That'll come hopefully next week. There's that big piece of wood. Good to see Terry. I didn't see him on for a while. No, he, um, it was good to see. He's been there, I think, at the at the money pit up and on, but not to do a lot of talking. Mm -hmm. I mean, Gary can't do all the talking all the time. He's the only one talking. That's why they put it on him, you know what I mean? Right, for sure. <laughs> Nobody else talks. And there's the pile of wood, you guys. I wish we would pull up some other stuff that we haven't heard. Coconut fiber. You know, guys? Yes, that would certainly tell us something. And you're right, Linda, they could have used parts of a boat to make a, the shaft or the tunnel. Right. And there's that peg again. And then that piece of leather. Unbelievable. And don't forget, guys, March 26th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Michael from Dot to Dot will be live with me Saturday night doing his magic with his overlays and explaining a lot better than I can on what's going on and keep us up to date. You know what I mean, guys? I'm looking forward to that, John, big time. And next week is called Show Me the Money, S-H-O-A-L, Show Me the Money. Newly discovered targets off the shore of Oak Island lead the team to believe there was a possible shipwreck. In the meanwhile, at the money pit, the fellowship is uncovering evidence that the famed treasure hunter, Robert Dunfield, missed. And that's next well, that to I'm looking forward to seeing. <laughs> was there anything in the women's memorial era before was that? It's an old shaft, but not sure what the number was, uh, Joe. Alrighty. <clears throat> what else you guys got about the recap? Anything else you guys before we go into next week's little preview? And of course, you'll see me next Tuesday at 7.15 p. 
p.m. Pre-show Tuesday, and Judy will be back doing her synopsis, which will be posted on our chat in Facebook, Quest of Oak Island. She's doing a fantastic job, but before you know it, episode 20, 21, 22, 23, and boom, the summer is done, or the winter is done. Hard to believe, isn't it? Yep, we've been going straight on, Judy. Every week, we've been going right on. Because this is when we get the most content, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. Yeah, we're going to miss it, for sure. And then we got to start talking in circles again. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to bring uh, Michael on more often <laughs> see what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Very hard to get even anybody on, you know what I mean? Right, it is. 10x to C1, uh, Richard, I don't know, probably 500 feet maybe. We go back to trivia nights. There you go. No, they're fun. They're always fun. Yep, I hear you. All right, let's go on a little forward in the future. You ready, guys? We're ready. Now, this is for next Tuesday. They hit it with this. To move forward, they'll dive down. And of course, Johnny comes up with more questions as usual. This is some kind of sonar they did on this chart. You only can say so much, Tammy. You only can say so much. You know, after the last part of season nine is done, and they start right up in April, so who knows? Got to see the scheduling. Yeah, he couldn't even come on after season nine is done. They're, then they're busy doing whatever they're doing this year. You know what I mean, Judy? Yeah, these guys are busy all the time. Yeah, it's nonstop. But I'm glad Vanessa gave us some time to stop in. You know what I mean? That was nice of her. Oh, it was. It was great to have her. And here's the spots that they located that are interesting out in the bay. M4, M3, M24. More numbers, Judy. More charts, more numbers. <laughs> God almighty. Lordy 40. You're right. Gonna make you more a, questions. Going to make you a map expert by the time this is over. I doubt that very much. <laughs> and here they are digging out the spoils of Dan Hetsky number 82. They try to get in near the fingers just to see. And there he is holding up this piece of whatever it is in his left hand. You see it there, Judy. Yes. And here he oh, is. No. And here he is showing Rick. But guess what? We don't see a gold dance. No, we don't. If that was a big weighted piece of gold, Gary wouldn't help it by going doing his gold dance. Don't you think, guys? Oh, I think so. I think he'd go right crazy. Right. I mean, if he's been doing this for all these years and you had something that heavy, 
or whatever this piece is, lead or a rock or a piece of wood. And then he jokingly sort of said, here's your gold, Rick. So they sort of make fun of it, that what they're looking for, and they just keep on digging and digging and digging. You know what I mean, guys? Right, and then keep us guessing. Right, but we know how Gary is. If that thing was in the mud and his metal detector was going crazy, he would be going crazy the minute he took it out of the dirt, not unless he really calmed down. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, and I don't see that happening. He's an excitable guy. Right, and he's not have a poker face. Say, well, okay, I'm not going to jump up and down because we found this. No way. I don't think so. No way. What do you guys think? No, I, I think he'd be right into it for sure. <laughs> so would I. For sure. We'd hear some holy shamole, I'm sure. And this is what the piece looked like uh, close up on the next clip. So who knows what it is? Sort of pointed on this end towards you, sort of pointed. Could be another sledgehammer or something. I don't know. Hard to tell, John. Would you see how it's sort of pointed in the front? The sides are sort of at an angle. Yes, I can see that. On the bottom there. Could be anything, but I don't think it's gold. But that's what they do to us. They give us the hook. But I don't think so. He would have jumped up and down. He would have swam in the mud. He would have been going crazy. <laughs> but that's a bad tell sign that we know because we know him, you know. Right, exactly. And that's what makes him so interesting and special. Right. Now I got a question about this as they use Tony's boat and other boats and drop in uh, sonar down in the bay. There's the sonar tube that they stick underneath there that gives them all the hits and readings. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, I do. And there's how they map it out on the map where the places are. What the heck, if they're using another boat, using sonar, what the heck did this thing do then? Yeah, really. See what I'm saying, guys? It don't make any sense. This thing is a surveyor for the bottom of the bay or the bottom of the ocean that does the bottom looking for artifacts, looking for shipwrecks that was doing the whole bay. Did it break down? Oh, we don't know. But it seems like they're doing double work and around the merry-go-round we go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree, John. I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. You know, the only thing I can think of, they had a problem. You know, they had a problem with this machine, this remote scanner. Unless it just didn't do the job, which they haven't told us that. And Jamie says, the show coming on Tuesday, as far as we know, I think I saw it said March 29th. No, as far as we know, Judy, there's a show this coming Tuesday. Yes. And that would be the 22nd and then the 28th. I hope I got that right. Yes, Scott, it's a remote. Uh, scanner so you don't have to be out in the ocean you know when the waves are going crazy and everything I mean that's the actual picture of the survey model 
Starlene, yeah, maybe they're doing redoing certain areas. Yeah, it could be. Maybe they got the main scan and they're just honing in. But then, if you guys saw Beyond Oak Island last night, Rick there, Marty there, uh, Tony Sampson was in it. Well, they found cannons, you know, in Newfoundland, uh, Judy. Yes, two of them. But that was already known. That's That was already dived. That was already known. So they're just relocating the things that were already found over there, as far as I know. Right. That kept going through my mind. I thought they had said um, people before them had found those two cannons. Right. And the same thing. You can't touch them. You can't move them. You can take pictures. The same old, same old. But I'm pretty sure the other guys brought metal detectors and everything else. So maybe they were looking for something just off the beam. You know what I mean? Off a coin or something. I don't know. See what I'm saying? Yes. And that could be. So that's my question. Alrighty, guys. So next week, show me the money. A little uh, ocean diving. A little bit better than wood and boulders. And then the money pit. See what else they find. And I guess they're looking at that piece that Gary picked up. So keep your eyes out for that. Uh, like I said, I'll see you Tuesday at 7.15 pre-show. We got Michael of Dot the Dot coming on March 26th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Judy, if you want to button it up and say your goodbyes, her post of her synopsis will be on the Facebook Quest page a little later. Go ahead, Judy. Uh, okay, John, I just looked it up, and uh, it does say on my channel that I get the show on that um, next week it is Show Me the Money, and then the following week it's called The Head and Truth. So we've got two weeks left for sure. <laughs> okay, everybody, have a good week. Uh, I will see you next Wednesday night. And uh, in the meantime, everybody, please stay safe. It's so crazy out there. I want you all to come back. You too, John. Be safe. Okay. Thank you, Judy. Great job tonight. Great job. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. That's all I got for tonight. I don't go on and on. Been averaging about an hour. I think it's very good. Non-stop hour. Daniel Professor, enjoy your vacation. But remember, members, always go forward. You may get a setback, but just believe in yourself. Believe in your dreams, but never give up. Never give up. You keep smiling, you be kind. For tomorrow is a never given. And this world needs a lot, a lot of prayers. I don't like what I'm seeing. So stay strong, guys. You stay positive. You stay safe. Thank you for joining me and Judy tonight. If anything comes up, that somebody wants to come on before uh, Saturday, I'll post it. It's all up in the air. As far as I know, we just got dot to dot on the 26th on a Saturday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Please join us then with Michael. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you. Take care. And bye-bye. <laughs>